welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Bathurst in the course, my very special guest, Peter Collie, Rascal, Rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Hello and good evening everyone from all around the globe. You're watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Christmas Special which is not particularly Christmassy, as you can see, I've hardly got even a piece of tinsel in the background, but it's not for the tinsel that I know you're going to watch. It is for our fantastic guests that we have here. We have Rory in the top right-hand corner, and we have Keith Cart in the bottom right-hand corner. It's almost like, it a, sound like a battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> ding, ding, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the show, the two of you. It's fantastic to have you on the show. How are you all doing? Oh, good. Thanks, you. Thanks for having us back. Or having me oh, back. Oh, very welcome. Very, very welcome. And to Keith, how are you doing? Not too bad. Yeah, thanks again for having, having me on. I thought it was very interesting to have some kind of panel. I haven't seen anything like this ever before in the sim racing world. It's very cool. Yes. Well, I thought it would be great to have a multi-stream event and to get all the things going. And welcome to everybody who's watching in the chat, whether you're lurking there or whether you've already given comments. Start getting your questions ready. Um, because we'll be asking your questions to Rory and Kirith in a few minutes' time. And you never know, there may be a few surprise guests as well coming along. We've sent out the invites. Let's hope that they've bothered to check their discords and they'll come in and check just in case. But we will get started. Now, you've just been doing FIA, for, because this was it, it's the finals. It's the last race, I think, of the year, isn't it? Um, I'll start with Rory. How did you get on tonight, or are you not wanting to say uh, no, it's, it was fairly standard procedure, uh, to, to be honest, you. Um, didn't go fantastically. Um, we had uh, we, we were door number 15, qualified in sixth, made it to just before the uh, chicane on the first lap, uh, got spun round down at the back, um, as, as, as happens, obviously. Um, then uh, sort of a few, few laps later, trying to uh, recover that situation, pushing a little bit too hard, forgot about the um, curb glitch at Catalonia onto the straight. Uh, so round I went again. Um, and then actually, I think I spun for a third time, um, just of my own accord. I've got no excuse for that one. So um, not a fantastic, um, fantastic FIA effort. But uh, as I mentioned in uh, previously, uh, quite a, quite an apt way to finish 2020, the year we've had uh, yeah. quite, quite a good uh, race, really. And you'll be kind of uh, kind of binding at the bit to get going next year, isn't it? Because when you when you finish at that, you want to really prove yourself that you can yeah. you can get a good start for next year. When is the first race, by the way, next year? Uh, I think I think it's still I think it's carrying on. Oh well, well that's not so bad. So how about you, Keir? Because I know you were in a race with Ollie earlier on. You were saying earlier. Yeah, it was a similar tale, unfortunately. He. <laughs> 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 I think I, we streamed it today. So the first race was at four. We started streaming at three. Started out in the R8, couldn't get to work. Went into the 911, couldn't get to work. Then we decided to the race in the Beetle. And I don't know how you felt the same today, Rory, but the starts were just absolutely mental because it was a grid start. Lots of cars off the line, some on soft, soft, some on mediums. And for the first two laps, it was just the whole pack was very close together. 
I said half of the pack had about six seconds of penalties each. Um, so yeah, it was it wasn't a good day. We actually did a race just before we went live, and we were in sixth place, but we got disconnected. So unfortunately, that would have been a decent result because it was a, a three hundred point lobby. Um, but if that oh. if that disconnected or disconnect then be a big zero. But yeah, maybe it, like Rory said, it's a natural way to end twenty twenty. The FIA. It's been crazy, hasn't it? Because if it's not penalties, it's kind of just mad races and crashing. And and you were saying earlier as well, there were some bugs on Catalonia too. So was it the back straight that you were saying that there was a skid kind of um, bug or something and it made the back straight very skiddy or the, the, the curve coming onto the back straight? Yeah, I don't Catalonia. know. What, someone will be able to tell me what uh, in the chat, I'm sure, what exact corner it is. But coming onto the back straight, you know, you, you go out onto the left-hand side and I wasn't even all the way out and I just round I went in the barriers on the right hand side um at the one of the at the second fastest part of the circuit not fantastic um but yeah as you say just just another thing to add to the you know to the grand turismo <laughs> list of things that are a little bit frustrating at the moment I think. yeah i mean i did i was playing the the daily race a on monday and we were in the toyotas uh the old cars and they were there was a bit with one of the curves where the cars were flying in the air they're actually sausages. going, yeah, on the on the sausage curves, and they were really flying in the air. And I, I mean, I went over the curves, but it never happened to me, as far as I could see. Um, but uh, so yeah, no, that was quite a thing um, to have to have that happen. But it was quite amusing, I have to say, to watch because maybe it was a glitch in the lobby or something like that, and we're all eventually going to get chucked out. Uh, but it seemed to work. Uh, so no, that was that's been the, the case. So on to a slightly easier question, uh, one that uh, you can enjoy hopefully a bit more is what have been the highlights of the last few months? Because I know you've been all racing hard. Um, what have been your best results and, and most enjoyable moments of the last few months? Oh, Kirith, you'll have to go first. I need to rack my brains for this one. Yeah, it's I think, difficult. But I think how about your, your Lando Norris race? That would be a, a good one. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Racing. I, I guess that's a good point. I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to probably say a random race to sport. But I guess when I look back at 2020 and think, you know, what what did I do when you know we were lit literally lots of our homes and all sorts of tears and all this stuff. And then I think to look back and think, yeah, I actually raced a Formula One driver in a few races in F1 2020 and battled them. It's the kind of thing that, you know, 12 year old me wouldn't just would, would have thought would never happen. So I think, yeah, when the dust settles on kind of what a very strange year 2020 has been, it looks like, you know, a lot of 2021 is going to be strange as well. But I think that, yeah, that will, that will kind of stand out for me. So, yeah. Thank, you answered my question for me, Hugh, but better than I would have done. <laughs> yeah, I've got a script to you. <laughs> a script you sent me earlier. And, uh, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, but no, I mean, that was fantastic. I mean, to race, uh, uh, you know, Lando Norris um, is something else. And he's done really well. I mean, you know, in, in racing, I think he's well outperformed his car. Um, both think that Carlos and Lando did a terrific job this year. And Lando nearly got that win at Monza. You know, he was charging right to the last mm. minute before Gasly um, managed to do it in the end. So no, it was it's fantastic, and do you think there you are behind the wheel of a sim rig and all of that, and normally racing in Gran Turismo, and before you know it, you've got a chance to to race against these kind of people um, in other in other races, isn't it? It's kind of amazing. But, um, how about you, Rory? What's been your your highlights over the last few months? Um, I don't think there's been too much in the last kind of few months because I kind of peaked earlier in the year. To, to be honest, um, we had some really good stuff. Um, as I, as I kind of allude to quite a lot, my favourite stuff to do in, in all of sim racing is the endurance stuff we do on, on yeah. iRacing. 
um, you know, it just, for me, you can't compete with that. Um, you know, nothing else offers that. Certainly not Gran Turismo, unfortunately, yet. Uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens with GT7 in 2024 or whenever it arrives. But um, it was earlier on, um, we did really well. So we actually won the 12 hours of Bathurst, which was all part wow. of Thirst or however we want to say it, um, which is, you know, which was probably the highlight of the year. Um, we also got third in uh, the 24 hours of the Nürburgring, which was another you know, a massive thing. I mean, last year, you know, we weren't even finishing these events, let alone, you know, doing well in them. So it was very much a, a peak at the start. I think, um, uh, touching on what Cariff was saying, I've, I've raced a couple of people that I've, that I've really liked. So I've, uh, I raced Roman Grosjean actually in iRacing. Wasn't too bad actually. I was ahead of him till I binned it, believe it or not. Um, uh, which was, which was quite good. And then also, um, Lucas Ordnes. Uh, when I did, I sort of around summertime, uh, where my DR was really quite high, um, I actually managed to uh, have a quite good race with him. Actually, at Suzuka with the Group Four um, Scirocco's, I think they were, or the front wheel drive. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you know, pitting yourself against, you know, probably even Lucas more than um, uh, more than Roman because you know he was the first ever GT Academy winner, wasn't he? So. Yeah. Uh, the inaugural he was the you know the the eagle fraga of yesteryear so um yeah it, that that was probably those were probably my highlights i think yeah. on the track anyway oh that's fantastic i know that andrew Morris says were you racing against roman grosjean but it wasn't different Romo and uh in terms of that one because obviously grosjean is in formula one but i think he's done some sim racing as well yeah no but, no it's uh, him yeah no him yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Actually, yeah, sorry, yeah, I didn't got, get the he's got, an, he's got an esports team as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually him. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, fantastic. Sorry, but, I miss. I misheard the surname of that. It's interesting thought, that for both of us, it's kind of it's who we raced as a is a it's like a memorable watermark rather than <laughs> oh in this yeah. race this happened because you can't really remember a lot of time what happened in each race unless yeah. you're winning like massive endurance race like Rory. But that is a it's like yeah it's it's nice to kind of know who you raced and um. Yeah, even like you know, racing like Rory and basically in GT Sport is it's just it's a nice feeling. Um yeah. win all these. And, <laughs> and I was watching you race on Sunday nightly, I think it was. was it Sunday night or Monday? And I think it was probably Sunday night. And uh, you you were having a big battle with Super GT. Um Are you not giving another you... one that says I, I took out Super GT in the last Because I was so... watching his stream. I was actually watching his stream and he just got the Desha Kane slightly wrong um and he okay. hit the wall. So you were, I think, I'm not sure if he was, I think he'd overtaken you, possibly. And then, and then he hit Sometimes. the wall and then you got past him. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, no, no, it was a, it was a fair, fair, absolutely fair race. There, there was um, one where, there's one where he, yeah, he overtook me and he hit the wall at But the last race of the evening, he was in a Greg's livery Viper and I was in the Frey Bentos TT. And it, I think we both knew it was going to be the last race. It was, it's the corner going, it's a hairpin before Deschicane. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of Sen City and, uh. Yeah, 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 there was there was contact. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, get past. Oh, that's the thing. Well, now that we've done the easy questions, now I think it's time for our chat to have a go. Um, so I'll quickly run up some of the comments because we've already had quite a, a lot of questions uh, being asked. Um, now we've actually got Ad, you know Adama Banana. I know he's in quite a lot of the communities, um, and you're on there. It's a great name. That he's he came third in his FIA race today. I know you've been practicing for 11 hours, he told me the other day, which is that shows you if you put in that kind of practice, um, there's some good results coming there. But um, now here we are from Espen. 
Uh, it says here, a great race on the green hill on iRacing today. How many hours are you expecting to put in to get from 2,000 points to 3,500 K DR? Uh, so he's talking, so hello, Espen, by the way. Uh, he's talking about um, the iRacing that I've sort of started. Um, so basically what I'm going to do is because uh, GC Sport, let's all be honest, it's kind of a, at the end of its life at the <laughs> moment. And we're all, as content creators, hanging on for dear life for stuff to do uh, on it. So what I'm trying to do is trying to bring a bit of variety uh, and keep myself sort of engaged with it by doing it a little bit less. And um, over on iRacing, uh, I'm basically sort of the equivalent of probably like a D-rated driver at the moment. Um, and I like to, you know, I, it's odd for me to be, you know, at the highest level, not the highest, but, you know, the highest rank at GT Sport. But then mm -hmm. it just shows the co level of competition on iRacing because I'm literally a, a nobody on there. Um, and I can't tie half of these people's shoelaces. So um, I really wanted to get up. So sort of a barometer. I don't know if you guys know a guy called Dave Cam, Dave Cameron. He does a lot of uh, iRacing stuff. So if you don't, if you don't know him, check out his channel. Um, he's kind of the benchmark for me. He will get. He will just creep into top splits sometimes, and he's at about three and a half thousand um, iRating. So I'm at just under two. Um, a good race may get you between eighty and hundred iRating. So and you obviously have with the damage model on i rating, i racing, sorry, and the level of competition, etc. Cool. I reckon a good sort of twenty to thirty races, I think, and the races that I do are the the forty minutes upward ones. So a fair amount of time, uh, I think, and uh, and that actually requires practice because you know they've got mm -hmm. such a wide variety of tracks, you know yeah. that that you don't see every day. Um, I think one of them's at Twin Twin Ring Montegi. Or Motegi, uh, can't oh, even say yeah. that's how, how little I know about it. Um, so yeah, there'll be plenty of uh, plenty of hours put into that one for sure. That's the thing. And uh, now here's a good question for you both. Um, if each of you had to choose a track and car combination to beat the other in a race, what would it be? So if you're racing each other, you two, what do you uh, think? What cars would you choose to try and have an advantage? I think good. Do you want to go first, Kira? If you could probably answer for <laughs> me as well. I think everyone could probably answer for me. Well, yeah, I don't have to go to try and go for weaknesses of, of players' strengths. Um, but I'll just I'll do it simple. Probably probably anything at Monza's. Probably Group Three Monza is my go-to track. It's probably the track I know best in any in any game. So I'd I'd have to go Group Three Monza and just back myself. Yeah, group mine would be uh, yeah, mine would be Group Two Suzuka. Probably, you probably knew that was coming. Well, uh, I wasn't going to choose Group Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would be me. Not on last, not on last time's uh, performance, but uh, you know, previous form's been all right. So I'm hoping uh, if we were to go one on one, um, the pressure was that, was would... that a curb curb blitz as well? Because I think it was. Um, oh, it must have been. Yeah, it must have been. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> completely, it wasn't me getting the Degnas wrong. It was. It was the curb. It was the curb blitz. Degnas. <laughs> That happened to be in the gravel on the outside. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll believe you. And, uh, no, yeah, no, no, appreciate it, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got a question here from one of our co-hosts. Now, he's just starting out doing a bit of sim racing, and he's saying he's asking for a friend. So given the choice uh, of the Viper GTS or the Audi R8, which would they choose for good handling and which for raw power? I, I, I presume that's GT3 or Group 3, I'd imagine, for that. Uh, I I am not the biggest fan of the Audi R8, if, I, if I'm if i honest. It feels like um, it's 
Although it's, a, it's an MR car, it, it feels like all the weight is literally in the middle and it just pirouettes around itself. So for me, I would go Viper in just all day for both because I, I can handle it, I think. Um, just the Audi, I, I can't seem to can't seem to get to grips with um, for, for me anyway. But that could just be the limitation of my talent. So uh, <laughs> it might in the right hands, it might actually be quite good. How about you, Rory? Uh, well, oh, sorry, yes. I think it's it's kind of the same rationale, but the opposite for me. I I can't drive the Viper, um, and usually I can drive the R8. Although sometimes the R8 on hard tires can be can be very very tricky. Um, but the R8, you can get a bit of oversteer when you're going around slow to medium speed corners. That can kind kind of get you a little bit of extra bonus rotation. Um, you also mm. get it in the in the Aston as well. The the Vantage. So, if you can kind of utilize that, you can sometimes, you know, get up the up the inside of people and, and keep the inside line and get to the next corner before them. So, but I'll say that it's an interesting comparison. It's probably very much a driver preference thing that. Um, yeah, I don't need any more rotation with the RA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more. <laughs> get plenty of that as it is. Yeah, do, doing but, the chicane at Suzuka in the RA on hard tyres is it can be very frustrating. Yeah. No. Yeah, no thanks. Now here's a good question for you, also from Adama Banana. Um, which car and track combination on GT Sport would you never want to touch with a barge pole? What your mm. least favourite track and car combination? Fuji Group One for me. <laughs> uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't do Last for Fuji. Just I. I can't do it. <laughs> probably um, something. I don't know. Probably like Group. Group one at Le Mans. I don't know what it is about Le Mans on on Gran Turismo, but I, I I'm not a great fan of it on Gran Turismo, but I love it on iRacing. Uh, I don't know why that is. Um, or, you know, I think everything. To be honest, you that that you like anything that comes up in Daily Race A. I can't yeah. remember the last time I did a Daily Race A. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> that's not for me. You know, like minis around Suzuka East is. It's, oh, I love that. I just love that's it. Not for me. <laughs> It's because it's easy. Well, it's kind of relatively, you know, for someone who's as unfit as I am, you can last about five minutes without going getting into a sweat. So you can kind of, you know, it works quite, it works quite well. And it's a little <laughs> bit more argy bargy um, in those ones. But I, I, although I, when they do like the, the Toyota, was it the Toyota? What's the one? The eighty-six GT is it the eighty-six. Oh, yeah. People always choose Fuji, the long circuit at Fuji, um, and then they do it as a daily race C, you know. And I mean, how long is that? And how dull. It's, uh, it does. It just, it's never. It, I think they work as a short race, but not as a as a long one. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Not not for me. Not for me. Yeah. So you want fast cars and good tracks. That's what makes it a bit more exciting. I think. That's it? it. Yeah. But I know someone was saying that. Did, would you ever fancy doing Tidney's races? You know, when he does the VW camper vans uh, at Le Mans, because they seem to be quite a laugh when they're all you know the kind of hippie vans. You know, going to say, oh, they're all kind of liveried up. Uh, they, he seems to get quite a good laugh when he does that. Um, probably not the camper ones. I do like his um his food fugu mm, frenzy. frenzy. Uh, I do oh. like that. Um, that looks you know because it looks like a fun one make uh, event, and he seems to around you know the the tracks, the real world tracks that that we know. So um, yeah, I'd like to see that. Maybe not so much the camper, although I've never actually driven the camper. I think the camper it, it hits limiter at eighty two, and it doesn't matter if you're in the slipstream or not. So I'm not sure how I haven't seen those races. With the sand yeah. bus, but I'm not sure how it yeah. works because you're just driving as like a pack, like you're down the motorway. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
I'm I used sure to like it when they, when they had it on, it was it GT5 maybe, or GT6, but they had it at Top Gear, at the Top Gear track, and you had to do it as part of the, um, the, 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 you know, the career, so you could improve your driving, and, and you had to win so many races at the Top Gear track, and that was the first one. But if you hit anybody, you got that was it. Your race was over. So it was quite it was quite a fun track to, to do. But uh, here's a good uh, question for you from Baz FBR CZ Ing sixty eight. That's a very long long name. Just, that one, just, name, right? just Barry. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but it might be easier. Um, uh, to 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 Keith and Rory, what were your nerves like before you started racing against these famous drivers, and were you determined to beat them? Um, for me. Uh, very nervous because there's an added element to it. You know, if the problem is when you do a bit of content creation, people get to know obviously who you are. Um, then, you know, it's sort of like a triple whammy. So you want to, you want to beat them anyway. The pressure's on because people kind of know, know who you are. And then three, you've got to make a video about it afterwards. That is the, that's the, that's the one for me is that even halfway through a race, if it goes wrong, I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to spin this into something that somebody is going to actually <laughs> click on? Uh, like today's race, for example, I've got, I've buried my head in the sand with it. I've got no idea um, how I'm going to make it into a video. I just know it's going to be painful uh, when I do. Um, but yeah, so very nervous um, for, for all those reasons, really. I think and because, you know, because for me personally, I'm obviously very passionate about it. And when I was growing up, I was always the best out of my little group of friends, but then, you know, the the world opened up with Gran Turismo Sport for me because I didn't play it since uh, GT3. I didn't play any Gran Turismo, so I was going through uni and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm. So the the world has changed since since then. So me being the big fish in the small pond has now gone to the tiny fish in the ginormous worldwide pond. So um, very nervous, very nervous. Yeah. How about you, Keith? I, I don't think I do. I don't think I do get stressed out, but I don't. I don't think I have that. Um, kind of that edge of desire to beat everyone. Yeah, maybe that will come. But at the moment, I'm just happy to try and get faster myself, and don't I don't really feel the pressure in that way. Although I do, I do always want to improve. So mm. yeah, I don't I don't think I feel the pressure in that way, and I don't always have that absolute burning desire to beat people. But that's where I'm. That's where I am at the moment in both GT school and also karting. I'm just I'm trying to improve my base skills and I will get to the point where so when, when I go down to the kart track and I do like an open race I absolutely want to win and if there's a move that's half open on last, last lap I will do it yeah. and try and get that win um because I'm, I know I can and I should be winning those but at the moment GT Sport and in Club 100 karting which I, I came back into last year after a few years out um I'm not I don't think I'm quite good enough yet so I haven't got that pressure I'm in a kind of a nice place I think where I don't have that pressure on me and the whole stream and the community is, is, is very much about learning how to get faster, but I'm sure it will come. And um, that pressure will come, as Rory said, both with the racing and also then making content out of it. Um, but yeah, we'll look forward to that. At the moment, I'm kind of in a little, little nice, you know, like bubble. I'm still in the nest at the moment. <laughs> You're still kind of relatively, and being relatively new to it still, you know, you, yeah. You have that excuse that soon wears off. Being a, <laughs> saying, "Oh yeah, I haven't really done this," you know. Now that I've been doing it for a little while, I have no excuse because I've done hundreds of thousands of laps around all these tracks. I know yeah. exactly what I should be doing. So I, maybe that's why my expectations gone up. I was relaxed, you know, when I, um, but not not so much anymore. <laughs> that's that's very <laughs> point. 
we've got some great questions coming up and there's some great answers great honest answers um that we've been getting which is fantastic now earlier on philip hockton i think uh, asked a question about how do you keep motivated when you're maybe struggling in some of the races and it doesn't really go your way how do you pick yourself back up um so you can get motivated again and get back to um, you know performing at your best i'll go mm. to Keith first yeah yeah i think the core cool motivation for me for everything I do to do with my racing and to do with the channel is, is to get faster and to kind of keep building the building blocks of, of getting faster, not just in one car and combination, but just as a better driver, both in simulators and duty sport and karting. So that, so if I have a bad race, it, it, it always feeds back into that motivation. So even today with FIA, I didn't have very good races, but we kept going. We got a little bit faster and faster every time and I, I finished in a good place. So it's that motivation of just always wanting to get faster. And there's always people that are faster than me. And there's always people to aim for. Um, that That is, without a doubt, my, my, my key motivation. And it, it keeps the whole thing going, I think, in a healthy way. And yeah. if I didn't have that mo- if I was motivated for other reasons, I think the whole thing would fall down at some point. But because mm. I, I really want to explore just how fast can I be? How much can I learn? How much information can I take on board? And then be able to deploy it in a race. It's easy to think I should I should uh, slow down more here and take more of the apex, but can I actually do it reliably? That challenge I always find exciting. So that's definitely my my motivation. Mm. Sure. Yeah, no, that's that's really, really good. How about you, Rory? Um for me, it's I when things go wrong, um I kind of try and share it with everybody. Um I try not to I've kind of maybe on purpose, you know, purposefully sort of pigeonholed my channel into saying it's okay to mess up. I try and be kind of as real as possible with everybody. You know, I can't portray, you know, I, I, I couldn't do, for example, if we did the FIAs, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with, with doing all the FIAs and then cherry picking, you know, the best one. I try and do one and done unless it goes terribly wrong because, you know, people in, in my, you know, in similar situation as me, may not have time to do you know five and i'm trying to uh, kind of share my sim journey sort of the good and the bad um so if i have a bad one it's like okay no no worries you know i'm human um and as Kariff says you know people are going to be quicker than me um and people are going to be slower than me so you can't always think oh what's what's in front of you all the time there's you know there's mm. stacks and stacks of lobbies potentially that are you know there's always going to be someone slower than you it, you know even yeah. if you come last in your race you know, there's yeah. probably going to be, unless you're EE or whatever, that, or, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing or whatever it is you start out with. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think it's I think it's okay to make mistakes, and I've kind of conditioned myself uh, to do that just through experience, really. Of, uh, And that's where the YouTube stuff comes in is, you know, going through those experiences and people, you know, the community saying, don't worry about it, Rory. It's fine. I did exactly the same. I'd be I'd be thrilled to be where, where you know, how quick you are, et cetera. And those yeah. comments of the of the amazing community that we've got um, mm. really do pick you up in those times of, you know, the, the dark times that we all have on, on Gran Turismo. Yeah, fantastic. Now, that's really good. Now, we've got a great question here. Another one from Baz. Baz, FBR, CNE, and G68. Sounds like a Wi-Fi code, that one. Um, it says, uh, <laughs> what, is your, what would be your dream car to drive on your favourite circuit and why? So if I can expand on that, perhaps maybe even a road car. If you if you have a favourite road car, perhaps, um, or a racing car that you would love to have a go in on your favourite on your favourite circuit, what would it be? 
Oh, that's a good question. There's quite a lot of options. Um, I would say, imagine it was in real life and you and you had a chance to go on an amazing driving day, choose the car you want, and you could do any track you want, any car you want, what would it be? Um, I think I'd like to do pretty much the 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 um the combination that I did on iRacing earlier. I would want to go to the Nordschleife, uh, and I'd want to drive probably the uh, Mercedes AMG GT Black series or something along those lines would be, you know, one of those cars that, you know, uh, is one of the quickest ones around that you've heard, oh, this one's broken the record or that one's broken. One of those yeah. around that track. Um, I also wouldn't want to, well, I wouldn't want to be responsible for what I do to it. Uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I don't think I'd get around there. But um, no, I just I just don't think there's any, there's no better place in the world for me that, that there, or no greater challenge for me, I don't think, and nothing as special as, uh, the Nurburgring, so yeah. um, one of those cars at the Nurburgring for me. That would be amazing. How about you, Kirith? What would be your choice? It's a really, it's, it's a really difficult question. Um, I agree on the Nurburgring. I've I've been lucky to drive it once, but in a very slow Suzuki Swift. And if if we're talking kind of fantasy, yeah, we we don't have to sign the insurance waiver form. Exactly, and it's paid for. Somebody else has paid for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to drive something fast at Nurburgring would just be. Yeah, nothing beats it. But I think probably, otherwise, it would, or maybe anyway, it would be a Formula car around a a, a Formula circuit, Formula One circuit. I'm not mm -hmm. sure which circuit. Um, one with a lot what of year of Formula One car though, not the new one, surely. Not I after think... watching Alonso at. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can't be one of the new ones. I really like the. I think it's 2011, 2012. Yeah, the V8s were they're amazing. Clone so yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, they were pretty um, good, weren't they? The, the, the B10s were incredible. Yeah, the, the sound. Yeah. yeah, to drive that would just be. be even, if going, sorry, even if you weren't going fast, you would. It would feel amazing. If that makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, you two could well be lined up for that because that that T-shirt that you were wearing there, Kiris, um Renault for quite some time were taking YouTubers, all the kind of high-performing YouTubers at the time. Uh, people like seeing through glass. Jimmy Broadbent, and I'm sure somebody else got to go. Um, and they took them to Paul Ricard and they got them to drive. I think they suddenly detuned Renault F1 car, it was a V8 car, um, and they got to go around uh, Paul Ricard. And they all, I mean, they and they did remarkably well to be fair. They never, I don't think any of them actually span off at all. I think they managed to keep going. Um, but you never know. Um, would you, would the two of you be interested if they called you up and said, um, would you like to come to Paul Ricard and have a go? I'd say, no, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, certainly. <laughs> I don't know if I'd fit in it though. I'm six foot five, so and and growing growing fatter by by the minute. So um, whether I'd actually get in one or not would be would be another question. But uh, if I could shoehorn me in, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't it funny on a on a site detour when I don't know if you, obviously you both saw the, the the race there in Abu Dhabi and when I, they were interviewing Hamilton at mm. the time, and then of course Alonso went past with his V10 Renault. And he said, my goodness, that sounds incredible, doesn't it? Well, we've got to get back to that. How on earth can we get back to that in Formula 1? Because the V6s, honestly, they sound like a blooming Dyson Hoover compared to the V10. You know, it's um, I, I know there's going to be engine changes, I think, in the next three or four years. But I, I do think it was a terrible mistake coming from V8s to V6s. They really should have checked, I think, not, beforehand. I'm not, sure, not sure they can go back. The, I mean, maybe we were saying, but like growing up, just the sound of Formula 1 cars on the TV... 
it's almost a part of it still resonates inside me still oh yeah it doesn't you don't forget it when you see it live it just goes through you it's it's uh but on it's the other a, hand, there's always progress and things always change and yeah i mean know. the newer cars are a wee bit noisier to be fair the, the last year or two they've, they've made them slightly better and they're reveling a little bit higher than they were before and you've gone from like nineteen thousand rpm in that renault to twelve thousand. So it's a huge difference and it just doesn't have the same sound. But potentially, I think it was one of the one of the ex-Renault engineers who's now in charge of the Formula One engineering part side. Um, was it Pat Simmons or I think he was saying they might do three cylinder engines and they also they all sound more like a bike engine because you know like the kind of Mazda rotary engines and mm -hmm. these ones that were quite they're quite high revving. And that could actually potentially bring back a bit more a bit more fun and a bit more noise. Um, because there's no doubt about it, you want that. That's part of the show, is to have the build up. Um, and to hear the mm. noise, so you, you know you need to wear headphones for a reason when yeah. you watch it. It's probably the wrong day to ask me about Formula One after the uh, media stuff that's come out about Mazepin. Uh, I'm not, you know, they're not. I'm not best impressed with Formula One at the moment. I think Formula One just generally they're a bit confused as to what they want. Yeah. So they've taken all that away because they want to, um, you know, they want to they want to move with the times, which is fine. They, but they want to be more efficient and all this sort of yeah. stuff. Um, I do question how they get their, you know, how how they yeah. get their cars to Singapore and how they get them to Melbourne and all this sort of stuff. Do they get them on a on a plane powered by love and bubbles or something? Or to, <laughs> you know, like I, I think they're just trying to do stuff in the wrong way. I just don't yeah. try and yeah. don't cut the product, make efficiencies elsewhere. Yeah, with, engin yeah, with engineering, with technology yeah. and so on. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they, they are running on a bandwagon. Yeah, because yeah, for yeah. me, they've taken the, you know, they've taken the sound away. Um, yeah. They've taken the um, the racing away, so they've tried yeah. to rather than fixing the problem, which is you know the fact that one car can't follow another. So they've yeah. made it artificial with just the DRS, which makes it absolutely ridiculous. So you know, I yeah. just um, I'm a little bit you know I'm a little bit lost with Formula One at the moment. Uh, I do prefer yeah. watching you know your your Formula Two, uh, your yeah. Formula Three. That I actually prefer watching that to Formula One. I mean, I know uh, they've. Um, F2, I think, still got the DRS in it, but you know they they're just more like cars of old. F1 cars yeah. of old, these ones, uh, and, and the new ones sound better. They actually, yeah. the new F2 sounds quite good actually. When you get on board shots, it actually sounds like a proper engine, but it sounds yeah. a bit more meaty. Um, but uh, no, I can certainly understand all that. I actually filled in the F1 survey uh, that asked you what do you think of, of F1's goals to be sustainable. And I gave them a pretty honest view, um, and uh, they didn't mm. even allow me to save it because I made so many complaints. <laughs> it bugged out, and they wouldn't allow me to save it, so they obviously didn't want to take on my ideas. Um, but uh, but no, I think they're jumping on a bandwagon, and they might regret it later on because they're going to lose fans um, well, if they if they don't bring back the the show of it. I think that's that's well, part well they will do today. I think they lost a few fans today with uh, this Mazepin thing. I don't so want to go. I haven't, panic, I haven't heard to be fair. I haven't heard. I thought he'd been fired. Not no, been fired. so they've confirmed him. So has come out with a statement that confirms that they're saying just to confirm, um, you know, Schumacher and uh, Mazepin are our drivers for 2020, despite everything that that Mazepin gets done. I think it's his dad basically owns the team. That's, that's, another, that's another issue in Formula One. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. don't, don't put on there we race as one, but then go to yeah. Saudi Arabia. And then yeah, keep this going and see. You get you get yeah. nice rich, rich kids. Lance Lance Stroll's a nice rich kid. You know, there's plenty yeah. of other nice rich kids that you could put in the car. But um, yeah. yeah, I really don't. I think they've definitely shown where their allegiance yeah. lies, and they were doing a good job. You know, Liberty Media. I really did think they were doing a good job till till this. I mean, 
look at the the uproar that Hamilton got for wearing a t-shirt on the podium and how quickly they acted on that. But then yeah. they 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 said, "Oh no, it's an internal matter." When this guy yeah. put Snapchat up or whatever of him doing yeah. what he did, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's just a bit confusing. <laughs> well, we'll go back to the sim questions. Uh, yes, now that we've got yeah. a little bit of a little bit of F one in there as well. Now, one of the uh, Keith will own you has said, "Hugh, you should turn this into the old Top Gear. Have both guests compete a lap live and see who wins. Oh. That would be something. That would be fantastic, yeah, wouldn't it? We're both by the rig, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have got ten k, ten k driver rating more than me, Kareth. So you would just you'd win, I think." Before I started FIA today. <laughs> oh, okay. well, same here. You're probably now 20 ahead. You're probably 20k ahead now. <laughs> there we go. Now, it's, uh, here's a good one from Isa Rafik. Um, I hope I pronounced that uh, properly. Uh, how do you manage to reach the, the top lap times and keep yourself from losing interest when things go wrong? Do you want to go first, Griff? Yeah, I'm just trying, yeah, to, like trying to make sure I like, understand the question from Isa. Um, it's the same thing as, you know, things go wrong in all aspects of life and things will always go wrong. And it's the same in racing. It, it's, it's for, you might do, I don't think anyone really does the perfect lap. Well, I don't know if, if you've ever felt like you've done the absolute perfect lap, but there's no. usually, you never reach your optimal in GT Sport, for example. There's always, you're never, you're always making mistakes. And so that kind of drive to just minimize the mistakes and let next lap if you went too deep into one corner just try and break a little bit earlier and and whatnot just if you're in that groove i, I don't think it really it doesn't get it doesn't get me down when i'm not driving that well i just try and think well what can i try and do to improve and i guess if it, if it's really not going well then just stop racing for the day and normally you know good night's sleep can try and just weirdly reset things next day you can be faster but i don't it's i'm trying to understand where the question is coming from because it almost seems like, it was some, I suppose it was more like um, how do you manage to achieve as well the top lap times or you know because you're both very very quick out there and you're and when you do the, the time trial for your races how do you, what's your kind of secret to getting these top times well I'll let Rory carry on but it's that kind of like I don't think we do it the first lap it's that desire to just keep improving that lap time and then we we probably reach a point where like yeah I'm happy with that but if we if we set if we settled for second best we wouldn't get there. And I think if we were too hard on ourselves, you'd be too tight. Or, you know, you kind of have to be in that nice zone, I find, is often when you can get. So the lap time I did for Daily Race B this week, which is a decent lap time, we did it on stream in about four laps, very relaxed, mm. just chatting. Every lap time just goes slightly lower down. And that's, for me, how I unlock the pace. But I don't try and put too much pressure when it's going wrong either way. But, yeah, this week I got lucky. But I don't know if... Maybe Roy has more better insight than me. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, it's it's. I've got quite. A, I'm very structured in in everything that I do. It's a bit of a curse, to be quite honest. Uh, but I've got uh, essentially what what I do is I, if they took away the ten the top ten times, I would be absolutely screwed. I would be appalling because that is where I get. Just like they look at essentially this in the same way that look at they look at data in Formula One. You know, they look yeah. at how other people do things. Uh, mm. What I will always do is I will go to the top ten times. I will either pick a car that the, the you know the the top the most the car that I'm comfortable with, or if they're all using one car, I'll jump straight in that car. Um, and then it's just about you know where are they braking, and I will literally have a uh, like a, a notepad open on my other screen, and I'll have like T one, T 
so for for Catalonia today, for example, T one, so turn one, um, first black box, second gear, early change to third. That's what I have. And then what I'll do is I'll do that for every single corner, um, and then I'll just keep finessing it really, and that, and that's how I kind of do things. And I give myself a bit of a name if I can get within sort of once if i'm being really quick i can get within one second of the 10th best time and then what i'll do is i'll put the 10th best time up on the ghost and then i'll go chase it um because otherwise if i'm sort of just circulating around by myself i'll i'll dry i'll fall asleep i think i can't i can't do that by myself but um that's kind of how i do it really is, is benchmark what the top top guys are doing and then naturally if you if you practice that enough come game time and if you rep it enough in your practice laps Come the race, you don't have to think about it. Your, you know, your muscle memory will be there, um, and you're, and you and nine times out of ten, you'll just, you know, you'll, you'll deliver really. Or if you'll, you'll go to eighty percent of them, which is, you know, twenty percent more than maybe your competitors. So that's how yeah. I get to the speed that I, that I do. Mm. Well, that's excellent. It's all good to know because ultimately, I think for all of us sim drivers, and I'm sure many in the chat, they want to know how to go faster. And what it is that gets there because i think and everyone says watch the videos watch the people doing the, mm. the quick laps and trying to follow them but there's also i mean like for me i can't stand doing that i don't know it's i was terrible at school and and it was always not rebelling but you know what i'd, I'd always try and cheat but uh, it was like you know copy the person next door and he did worse than they did you know but it was the uh, it was you know it was uh, the numbers never quite stacked up um but i do find i, I think there's a bit of inside me that kind of wants to learn myself how to go faster and so some of that comes from practice, but I think if you do it too much, then you could just be putting in bad habits and then not go, you know, you find that you hit a limit and you can't seem to go any faster. But you see that people are much faster. So at the same time, you have to be prepared to learn new things, isn't it? And look at how other people are doing it to be able to, mm -hmm. to, to make that work. Um, but no, that's there. Good, good, good uh, answers. Thank you very much for that. Now, we're one, more, one more thing on that, actually. So the, the, the guy who's driver 61, something oh, Mansell. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's Scott good. Mansell. He did a like Zoom webinar to Motorsport UK, um, which I watched. And he, he had a really good way of putting it, which is I thought, which is that your limit is is like an elastic band, and you mm -hmm. kind of gently you increase the you know periphery of your limit, and then you kind of solidify it and you kind of get into that gap. So when you're thinking about have I reached my limit, sometimes you do need to just take a step back, go back in the game, just increase it slightly, and. Mm -hmm. You know, beginning of this year, I was I was a B driver on GT Sport, and I that was my speed. And it's only by it's only by increasing slowly and slowly and slowly that I found that I've been able to get faster. It's not if I if I thought okay, in one week I'm going to try and set an A plus time. There's no way I'd be able to do it. It'd be very frustrating. So, and I think the methodology that Rory said is 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 it sounds like a very good way to do that. I should probably be doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, we'll we'll have a question from Sophie. Erin Wynn is uh, the name there. Uh, question for both. What made them decide to start streaming and content creating? Uh, for me, it was, I've, I've always had an interest in, uh, so I've been quite entrepreneurial in a way. I don't like that word entrepreneur. You know, I like to create things and I like to sort of build stuff, uh, build stuff up for, for, for sort of myself. And I don't know what I don't really know what happened to be honest it was when I was on my honeymoon actually and I was um and I think we discussed this before Hugh on a previous uh, show I was essentially around a pool in Bali uh and I was just down a YouTube rabbit hole 
found, I think, I don't know who's, I think it was a Z, Z28 video or something like that. Um, and it just, then it just filled my recommendations, my recommendations. And I thought I'd give it a go, basically, um, because, you know, I, as I said before, I always was in, in when I was the big fish in a small pond around all my mates, I was the best at sim racing. So I naively thought, oh, yeah, that's fine. I can just go into the big wide world. Gran Turismo's changed and you can do all this online stuff now. Um, I'll go and win at all of that and I'll document my process and it'll be great and everyone will love me. Um, so I thought I'd give that a go. Um, I'm quite a big fan of tech and stuff as well. So it gives me a good excuse to buy lots of, you know, cameras and microphones and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's quite, it was kind of by fluke, really. And I made my first video and I've never really stopped. So that's how I got into it anyway. Fantastic. Now, that's really, really good. And obviously, you've gone and been doing that for a number of years now. And you're up to just uh, on 28,000, just about. So Almost. Yeah, is, Almost. Yeah, we don't ever get there. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. And to Kirith, the same question. I think a similar kind of... I've always enjoyed being creative. And I've always enjoyed the process of having having an idea and then trying to actually put it down onto paper or in some form that people can enjoy and or you know listen to or read or whatever so i used i used to make music before and actually had youtube channels were was making music that were were decently popular um and this the the karting and the sim racing started when i got a 360 degree camera in 2019 and I thought, why does no one come up with a 360 degree camera? And now I know because it's very difficult to do and it always wants to fall off. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, that was my idea basically for, for, for this channel was karting um, 360 degree videos. And also what I do in my karting is I, I put icons over the, the carts. So in the video, you can see like in GT Sport who's in what position. Uh, uh, otherwise, you don't know what's going on if you are in the race. Um, yeah. And yeah, that, that that process has been creative and I still enjoy creating music and there's a lot of stuff you can do when you're streaming and creating videos and, and try and finesse things and add stuff in and try stuff out and see whether people like it. So we do a lot of music on our stream and hopefully people like it. They don't. I do like your intros. Your intros are really good. Thanks. I heard someone and it actually had your name mentioned on it. It was sung, sung out. It was great. It was, yeah. like, a kind of, it was like, a, kind of like a radio show as well because it had like the kind of little twingles that they would do um, you know, when you're we're not quite to a commercial break, but that kind of thing as you were as different okay. parts of your stream. And I thought that was quite fun. It was uh, obviously, you know, your technical side. Maybe, um, maybe we'll do more of that. But that, yeah. that, that idea of like, yeah, why don't we just make a jingle? <laughs> yeah, the jingle was, it was great. That's the word I was looking for. And but, then it's, uh, it's difficult to make it and there's pro you have some software and record and you know, all this stuff. And But then you, you create it and there's maybe Rory feels the same way. You, you create your video. Because I think, Rory, in your last video, you said that you you had a video before that you were working on it didn't feel right and then you canned it you did that process of like when you finish something that you think is a good video and then uploading it and hopefully some people enjoy it is again the for me it's the core of, of content creation mm -hmm. um i don't i hate the term content creation there must be a better way of putting it but just like being creative and actually seeing it through yeah. i really i really really enjoy something separate to even racing yeah um, yeah, this brings it all together. Yeah, ah. Now, I've got a great question from Gary Gilmore. Now, he's a community favourite. He's, he's been uh, around for a long time watching yeah. sim racers. And he says, what are you looking forward to from Gran Turismo 7? 
a release date would be quite <laughs> uh, no I, I don't know maybe uh, i don't know all the things that i wished gran turismo sport probably had to be honest um you know like a, a greater variety of i mean let's put the penalty system to one side let's just let's just not even go there let's we've all spoken to that spoken about that to death yeah um but i presume they're going to fix that or adopt some sort of system that works there's plenty out there that do um but just a, a bit more variety i think or, or a bit more up to date with with things that that go on and um i think a variety in both tracks and um uh sort of events i'd love to see team events um team endurance events like they do on iRacing um i would settle for that to be quite honest with you um because that's that's the biggest thing for me um, and that, and the biggest thing i think that sort of limits consoles to pcs is that team yeah. element there's just no nobody that does it um yeah. So yeah, that that's what I would like to see from from Gran Turismo. Yeah, and how about you, Keith? What are you looking forward to? Pretty because you've already got a PS Five. You're already halfway there, just waiting for the release date. Yeah, I haven't played anything on it other than GT Sport, so <laughs> probably should have sold it. I made, I made a bit of money. Maybe that's not interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think the core of the game is is great. I mean, mm. there's there's always ABS on in GT Sport, basically, which for me is a big differentiator between other sims. But it does produce really close racing. Mm-hmm. So just take keeping that as a core cool element, bigger grids, if we had like 40, 50 car grids, dynamic weather for me would mm-hmm. tie in with the endurance. It would feel like an endurance. And yeah, yeah being, being able to team up and hot, you know, hot swap seats and stuff like that and do six hour events and you're on the same team and you can spot. And I'm not sure it's going to go in that direction though. Cause I'm not sure that's, it sounds like it's going to go more in the direction of, old school GT with, you know, second-hand cars and have changed yeah. it all or something like that. But I would, I really like the, the online competitive aspect and I'd like that mm-hmm. to become basically more like iRacing. I guess with the penalties, not the penalty system, with the SR system, they basically did take that off iRacing, so maybe they will go more in that direction. But from the trailer I saw, I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think the core of the game is produces fantastic racing. Mm-hmm. Just be yeah. to do more of it in different ways, I guess, uh, with more people. Now here's a good here's a good question for you. You can blame my co-host if you disagree. What is the CO two output of a sim rig before and after a curry? You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. You can fire my co-host for that one. But it's <laughs> it depends on the curry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not, not too bad. I just have a coma, so I'm, I'll be just fine. <laughs> Not great if you're in an enclosed room, that's for sure. But uh, you know, you know, <laughs> but I'll I'll get on to another question. Uh, you know, there's one from uh, there's one that I keep seeing popping up from a, a political mind, just to oh, steer yeah. you in that direction. Bless him, because he's put oh. it about ten times. Uh, do you want me to read it out? I got it. Yes, here. Fine. yeah. If you've got it there, yeah. Uh, how do the guys use their secondary PSN accounts to protect their driver rating? Uh, are there certain tracks and cars they use to protect their DR? I've asked it, Chris, so you you, you and Hugh can answer it. Well, I had a second account for a bit on the PS4. I haven't loaded up on the PS5. So since I've had the PS5, I haven't used a second account. I don't, I don't like... I, I never really liked the idea of it. I think it's really helpful for creating content and racing from the back, but for my... I want to get faster. It just it doesn't really make sense, except mm. when the penalty system 
it was very dangerous. So I would only really do daily race A on an alt account actually. And I guess that's why I haven't done any recently. But yeah, I, I don't use it at the moment. I haven't even I don't even know which one I had, but I haven't loaded up on the PS5. Um but previously well it can be a way of protecting your I know I well, I think all of the top drivers, the really top drivers do it to protect their accounts for FIA. So if you're in the real top, you kind of have to do it. But if you're not in the real top top level, it's probably just it's probably just taking away from the you're probably not racing against as fast people you would otherwise in your main account, which is maybe a way of improving, if that makes sense. That's the way I look at it at the moment. But then I did get reset last week. So <laughs> you know I'm well, you do. Goodness. I, I don't think I've ever had a reset yet. But uh, I, I do use because I've got Fat Man in the cheap sim now as my main PSN, and then I've got my Crichton Starbug um, as my secondary one. Um, and to be fair, that I've, I've, I'm almost at I'm at AS level on the Fat Man in the cheap sim, and I'm just on the borderline with the Crichton Starbug. So it really depends. If it's a really terrible week of races, I'll use the Crichton Starbug because I thought, well, it's not quite so important if I if it if I get uh, if it goes down a bit. Rory, um, but, it was that race at Blue Bean Bay. I just I was getting so many penalties and i thought surely i'm not going to get reset i only got reset to 40k which is not as bad as it could have been but i did you reset on that one yeah goodness oh yeah i don't know i've managed to avoid it but um but yeah for for me with the alt account i think sim, sim racing has has changed for me so much since since i've been doing this youtube thing it's pretty much i don't there's no real races that i do that people don't see um and I think the the preparation. I mean, I don't do a great deal of prep, but the the prep that I that I do, um, you know, I can't just switch it on and 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 go. Um, but I can do if I've got an alt account. So that's why I have one as well. Because and also if I just destroy my driver rating by you know not really preparing or whatever, when um, uh, when the when it time when it comes sort of comes around to record and all this sort of stuff. Um, it's just worse content. And then that is for, for probably the right or wrong, probably wrong reasons, to be honest, that is the driver at the moment for me is, you know, I don't want to ruin the content that I, that I do for everyone. So um, that's why I have an auto account and the community picked the name. So I think Erie isn't is, is quite a good name. Brilliant. So I'm quite happy to run with that. <laughs> that was the thing. I, I remember when I first, uh, when I first brought you on for the first show, I thought, how on earth do I pronounce this? Cause I've never been able to figure out, I am um, well, so I had to watch some of your other videos just to, for the introductions. Um, whenever you and then I remember trying to go through a video when you never pronounced your name, and then so <laughs> I was trying to find out how do I do this properly. And then when you when you told me how it's actually spilt, then it made sense or how you pronounced it, and that was the thing yeah. that was all all done. But, um, but yeah, no, that's that's the thing. So it's uh, we've got lots of good comments here in the in the chat, um, and many people agreeing that some have lots of multiple accounts. Uh, really, it is to kind of protect your main account, isn't it? So that you don't kind of ruin um, the main ones that, that go along. And Adama Banana said so that's why he made his his secondary one, Adama Pineapple. That's a good one. <laughs> and uh, so there we are. So alternative accounts for different regions, perhaps. Um, which I know some people are now playing in American regions, aren't they? They're going, they're trying the different uh, groups, not just Europe, but all over the world um, to see the thing, how it all works out. So keep your questions running. And we'll be asking them all um, to uh, to Rory and to Keir. Now, we've got one from Fat Furby, who was on from the Sim Keirers, has come to join us. So, question for Keir. Before showing your face on streams, did you get confused for Super GT? I had many people say you were Super GT in disguise. 
lots of lovely things I on there. Get, I, I still get confused as he produced here. I'm not sure how. From a similar part of the world, and you know, you do but, sound absolutely identical. Yeah, it is. I sometimes sound like him, but you sound literally exactly the same. Yeah, say hello, viewers. Say that. I don't know, I don't know how it sounds. Hello, viewers. There you go. That is, oh, right, I'm getting a podcast now. I'm going to just do a podcast, and no one will know the difference. Hey, when, no when, one when, will... when, yeah, when you can't turn up. Yeah, uh, I'll get you in. That's it. <laughs> In a way, so yeah, a lot of people said it, a lot of people still say it, and I, you know, it's it's, it's funny, but in a way, I, it, it is nice that my pace and also, I guess, the content is some people are genuinely confused, <laughs> <Or maybe laughs> are genuinely confused. Um, yeah, I still get it, and, it, and it's nice. And you know, Steve came in the stream today, and we raced yesterday, and we raced together in Club 100, and yeah, it's kind of weird how it. Yeah, but people, Fat Furby, yes, people did, and people somehow people still do, yeah. um, even though we literally are racing against each other. So I'm not sure how they think that's that's working. <laughs> we got hands on each. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite funny. No, it, it is. It is incredible how you're able to to uh, sound so similar um, with those kind of phrases. Now, here's a good question for Rory: um, How is he adapting to becoming a dad, and how that how is that impacted on your racing? Oh, well, anyone who has kids knows that any time that you did have before having a kid is now gone. So, you know, I didn't have sort of too much time anyway with work and uh, this YouTube thing and um, trying to be good at GT Sport. Uh, obviously, you've got to be a husband at the same time. You can't just desert your wife and be or your partner and be in the doghouse all the time. Um, it. It has, it was absolutely, you know, that's going back to your first question. What's the biggest highlight of the year? I probably should mention, yeah, the birth of my son was probably the biggest highlight. Um, but, um, um, not the race when it's Suzuki, no, no, close, <laughs> a close, second, close second. Uh, <laughs> um, it was, it's, it's a complete game changer. It makes you, um, it makes you realize what is, you know, what's important in life and, and what isn't. And, you know, that's why I'm even more sort of, picky with how much time I spend on on stuff uh with YouTube and and um and and racing in general really I mean that's why I always say about you know I, I try not to be too hard on myself with if I can get to within one second of the top 10 times you know apart yeah. from the true you know aliens out there people are spending a lot of time getting these um getting these laps done and getting these you know there's definitely a correlation between time spent and how quick you are this is just in sim racing i think um i think dave perel said it he said the only limiter in a lot of sim racing isn't so much talent it's mm. more time you know you've got you've got the odd exceptions like uh mick Hazel and igor and all this lot but um generally though the more time you have there'll be a linear sort of graph that says the more time you spend the better you are so yeah it's just um yes yeah, it's, it's 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 a game changer and um you know, you can put two and two together here, but I'm about to have half as much time as I did <laughs> in, a, in a good few months. So it's about to get twice as twice as bad. So <laughs> you'll keep yourself busy during lockdown, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the thing. But you'll find the second one might sleep a bit better, or, or if the first one sleeps well, the second one won't. Yeah. And then you get you get all that you get all the nice kind of little nuances in between as well. And that's going to so, be the challenge: is how I do yeah. it with with two. That is going to be the, the real challenge, I think. 
<laughs> now, here's a good question. Uh, hopefully, it's a good question. How do you find, because, you know, for people who are doing an awful lot of streaming and an awful lot of racing, does it make you quite tired? Do you find, you know, and, and if you are tired when you do a race or you're coming before a big race, do you find that really affects your performance? Does, does, you, a, does a streaming make us tired? Or, or let's say you've, you've had a very busy week and you're tired, mm. and but you know you've got to do your stream to kind of keep up the, the content and people are expecting it and so on. Um, do you find that if you're tired and you have to race, that that makes quite a big difference to your performance? It's a really, it's a really interesting question because it it goes to always think about time, and when you condense the time, it's just yeah. The, the way I look at it is is when I don't have a lot of time, so I've, you know I've I've got to jump on and just stream and do the race. Maybe it's just one one shot FIA with not a lot of practice. It does mm. take the pressure off, and whatever happens happens. And if mm. I have a good result, it makes it sweeter. But it, yeah, it, it can be it can be difficult and. That's the times I do actually get frustrated when I feel like if I had an hour to practice, I might have done myself a bit more justice here. So, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. Um, I, I know Rory's done a you know a lot of things with scheduling, and Rory's a lot more structured than man, <laughs> and trying to you know set aside time and everything and try and control mm -hmm. it. Um, I'm in a position where I don't I don't really have a schedule. I don't need to at the moment. Maybe that will change, but it's it's probably the most difficult thing about being a part time. YouTuber, I would say, and and the problem is, all the time you ought to be resting and chilling out is the time that you need to perform. Um, that yeah, is the yeah. most difficult. So after you've had a long day at work, and you know when Freddie wakes me up, my son wakes me up at five o'clock in the morning. You know the last thing I want to be doing, and that's why I stopped it. To be honest, would be you know I don't want to switch on at you know nine o'clock and do a uh, and do a stream because. Because I'm knackered, and you know I'm not yeah, the most yeah. charismatic person at the best of times. So you know when I'm knackered, I you know I just don't think it puts on a very good show, um, mm. and that's that's always been the the hang up with me about you know professional professional guys. I don't know how they do it because you know they 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 almost do sort of like antisocial hours or, or whatever yeah. the whatever the thing is because they're all working when when everyone else is chilling watching their content. Um, mm. So I, I reckon I could do it if I was just doing videos because you could do the videos in like a nine till five slot and release them at seven o'clock yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. But being a full time streamer, that's mm. that's tough. Mm. That would be very very tough. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because I think that's this year it's probably easier. But when things open up again, oh, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah, it will be tough. Mm. And I think that's what's one of the big things because when I've seen some of the streamers and think goodness me, they don't always look that healthy on screen. You know they're getting paler and paler, and and you just think actually are they just doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. To be fair, they're not. Uh, my co-host looked like one of them's cooking a steak, and he's talking in the chat about how what garlic sauce you should be using. But uh, so it's got nothing to do with, the, with that question. Um, but I think there is a concern. I mean, obviously, um, well, Super GT took time off this year um, because he had he had gone. You know, felt he'd, he'd done enough for you know he needed to take a break, and I think that was a, a good decision because if you get to that point, I think you really have to. Um, but I do think that's maybe one of the, you know, it's because it's such a new sport and it's grown so quickly and, you know, there's a great enthusiasm about it. But there are going to be um, kind of downsides of any, like any sport and anything in life, isn't it? There's going to be areas you need to watch out for. And I think maybe there's a little bit of concern that perhaps if people kind of go at it too much, you know, and, and are tired, it's it's really going to strain them. And, you know, they could end up getting maybe other, I'm not saying major medical issues, but it could 
have an effect on them if they if they go at it too much. Do you think that might be the case? Um, you know, as it gets more and more professional and the, the more and more people are, uh, you know, trying to vie for the top results, do you think that might start affecting some drivers? I think so. People who don't um, who don't see it for what it is, uh, I think when it becomes your profession and it pays your mortgage, it puts food on the table, when you release a video and it doesn't do very well, it's like, oh, no, that's not very good. I'll do better in the next one but you've had your salary because you've worked all day and you're all good and you've got no worries there. I think the level of yeah. stress that would be compounded by having to, you know, put food on the table for your family, put, keep a roof over your head. I couldn't imagine, you know, the stresses that, that these guys go through to, to, to do that. I, you know, I personally wouldn't consider it. I don't think I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Um, but, but people, um, People need control with stuff as well. Well, it's part time as well. It, it people kind of kind of burn the candle at both ends a little bit as well. So they'll go and do their job, and then they'll do it do streaming afterwards. That's also quite a dangerous thing. Uh, and I yeah. think you've got to be really structured um, because I, I I personally have had you know uh, you know burnout issues, and you just do from yeah. time to time. But with a streamer, you know, with me, I could I could do a couple of videos, and then if I you know, if I wanted a bit two weeks off, I could do two videos, release one, I don't know, Saturday, and then schedule one for next Saturday. If you're a yeah. streamer, you yeah. cannot take any time off. You do not earn any money. You do not grow. People will potentially leave you and fill that that void that you were filling with with somebody else. So, oh, again, just the stress of that is, yeah, there's enough stresses in life without that added to it. Thanks. Yeah. No, well, I think what's quite interesting is, especially for you, Rory, Obviously, you're you know away from family and 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 you've been able to balance that really well. And I think what's quite interesting is that I think even when I look at some of the sim drivers and the sim racing community, there's a, there's so much enthusiasm and people are spending hours and hours on it, and the people are getting younger and younger spending all that time. But I don't think it's particularly coercive if somebody wants to actually have a relationship, you know, and have a girlfriend and have or potentially have a family because I think it, it can get so competitive, um, and it all becomes about the winning. Um, which is nice, and I mean, you know, it's good to have a focus. But I think it's very important that we all are able to maintain good relationships with and a social life like, with all of this, um, because you need that balance. I think that's crucial. Would Would you agree, the both of you? Definitely. What do you think? Hundred percent. I think I think a lot of people watching possibly don't understand how much time it takes to stream and create videos. It's not as simple as you pop on for three hour stream and that's it. There's, there's a lot of stuff to do and a lot of stuff to think about and a lot of stuff to keep on top of. And if you are trying to keep a regular schedule, those three hours add up, those three hours of the time you're not spending with other people. And it's three hours you've, you've got to be, you know, fun and engaging and that's the whole point of streaming. And, it, you know, it, it is difficult. Um, I think this year has probably made it easier for a lot of people. It's made it easier for me in terms of commuting and, you know, there's not stuff to do yeah. and things like that. Yeah, my physical health has definitely suffered. I don't. I used to play football and rugby three times a week. Haven't done oh. that this year. Yeah, my, men yeah. my mental health is probably quite good because I enjoy the challenge of racing and everything, and it's quite. I think it fuels my mind. Everyone's wired differently, um, and it's it's yeah, it's difficult. And I think, as Rory said, so I've no interest in going full time, as I've said before. I think for people that go full time to kind of conflate something that you got into probably because you enjoy so you enjoy content creation you enjoy racing 
mm-hmm. and turn it into something that, as Rory puts it quite brutally, needs to put food on the table. You have to do it through thick and thin. You cannot take yeah. a week off. Yeah, we we can. Always in a much bigger position than me, obviously. But you can, you can take a week off, and it will hurt your channel. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's uh, yeah. You know, you, you're still you're still going to eat, um, and you, you can come back to it refreshed. You can kind of bounce off and have some new ideas. Yeah, to go into the game, the YouTube game, unless you are right at the top. I'm not sure what the exit is. I mean, it's a bit. It's a bit of a black hole, actually. Yeah. Always, always going for the next view. Always going for the next sub. When do you, when do you complete YouTube? Yeah. You don't. Unless you don't. you're, unless you're KSI. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, but then KSI is not PewDiePie or KSI is not, you know, Logan Paul or Jake Paul. You know, there's there's yeah. all this sort of, I yeah, there's all this stuff going on. But going back to what you said, I mean, I've seen people come onto YouTube and already burn out. You know, already their channels have stopped and stuff like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe didn't come in. Maybe their motivation wasn't sustainable. Yes. So, or the reality of what it takes to yeah. to be here week in week out. It's it's tough, and you need to, you know, it might not be YouTube that suffers. That is, you know, it might not be YouTube that's the problem, which makes you pull out of it. It might be everything that supports you outside of the time that you're on YouTube. So you know, if you if you sacrifice so much to do this YouTube thing, but then you've got nothing to sort of prop you up when YouTube doesn't go right, then, you know, you, you can find yourself in a very bad place, I think. Um, but, you know, luckily, luckily for my situation, you know, my career was here. My, you know, my wife was here before YouTube. So that's on yeah, top yeah. of it. I think yeah, yeah. I do worry. I think what would happen if I twigged that I could do this when I was at uni? Or some, when I didn't have these commitments, when I didn't have, you know, the, the you know, let's just put it bluntly, the morals that I have now, you know, I, I would just, and the guidance and all this that I have now, um, I think it could, I could be, you know, a, a candidate for that sort of thing where, you know, it gets unhealthy. Um, yeah, so that's, I'm glad I found it after uh, all the stuff, <laughs> like family and that, so. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that uh, I do think uh, because I'm about to move house in the next week while and we met the owners of the house that we bought um, and they, I was I had to go and measure some of the rooms and things and try and find the room where my sim rig would go and fit it in and so it was, it was a, an older couple and they said what on earth is a sim rig um, and I was had the measuring tape there and I was saying oh yes it's one of these things that, and I had to basically come down to the fact that I'm a 45 year old man playing games and people watch you know and it was like and when you've got someone who's in their kind of late 70s um, who kind of said, you mean you're paying all you're doing this to play games? And I could just tell the look in their eye was like I was some kind of you know, I was some kind of waster, you know, that hasn't grown up yet. But I think there is there's there's probably a bit of truth in some of that. Uh, but it is amazing. Sorry. It's like you know, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. I think it all, yeah. it is also really engaging. Mm. It gives you a personal drive and it is an outlet for yeah. your creativity. And yeah. you, you there are communities and there's supportive places and you deal with adversity. And especially in this year, where we haven't been doing stuff in in the real world, kind of exter- you know, socialising, it's 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 been great. It's it's probably been one of the best things actually. Um, it's, it's not all negative, but I think you, I don't know. There's not. I can't think of a good um, analogy, but it's almost it's tempting. It's like Pandora's box. I think if you go too far, and you you kind of think too much is going to happen, 
or you try and push it too too fast, I think it could get quite messy for you, you know, mentally, basically. If you set the goals too high and you never reach them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe as we were saying, if if you're a teenager, you're thinking, Am I going to go to university or am I going to be a full time streamer? And you know, it's yeah, it could be dangerous. Maybe mm. maybe maybe I don't know, maybe I should be doing more to kind of like tell people what I think I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong and stuff like that because yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's a great thing when it's going right. I'll worry about when it's not going right, what that means for you and what you feel like, hang on, what what could I have done in those 2,000 hours this year or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's also, it's, it's such a new thing, isn't it? And it is, it's wonderfully exciting. I mean, that's why we love to play the games because they're so realistic. And they give you that buzz, isn't there? And, and you know, when you get it, when it, not just getting a good result, but just trying a new game and seeing the new, you know, what it what it offers you, and, and the kind of the graphics and the atmosphere, and uh, and it's great fun, obviously, if you're streaming it too, and people are watching and enjoying it. It does give you a lot of motivation. Uh, in fact, I, I usually find if I've had a really good night streaming, I can hardly sleep after it. It yeah. takes me about an hour and a half or more. I mean, there on Monday night, I was up to about one o'clock, and I'd finished it about eleven on. Um, I just could not calm down. You know, as my brain's still thinking about the good races and the, you know uh, the things that had happened, and and uh, and it, it is it's a, it is it's a great sport. It is it's it's quite it's breaking a lot of the the kind of uh, the kind of age barriers because obviously some some people look at it and think oh you're playing games you know what is that all about um, and uh, and it is it's, and I suppose the people that are very successful and able to do it full time and make some good money out of it it's fantastic I think good on them they have found themselves a marketplace and they're able to do it. Um, but it's still obviously got a bit to go in trying to convince people um, to make it work. Can I, can I ask a question to Rory here? To, yeah, certainly. Because what I'm very interested about, which is from Espen, he says, you as a YouTuber who suffer of bad internet connection at, at times, what does that do to your motivation of streaming and put out content to people like me? <laughs> That's a good question, Espen. Um, it's... Um... It's, so I, I'm not I'm not most comfortable streaming anyway, as I as I share quite a lot. Um, you know, because you have the likes of Super GT, you've got Jimmy Broadbent, you know, you've got all these really charismatic, uh charismatic people. And uh that's not that's not my kind of uh my, my kind of bag. So I'm on thin ice anyway, uh with it. Um it kind of just blows it out of the water, to be honest, Espen. Um it's it's lovely to have the the real time interaction with with everyone but when it goes wrong you know it you just think oh i've just done a terrible job you know and that's going to stay on my channel and some people are going to um people are going to you know see that's what is that's going to be the first impression of my channel um but yeah that so probably you're probably referring to you know it even happened last was it sunday i think it was last sunday or saturday um but that was just because i ran out of data <laughs> on my internet package <laughs> Um, but that's a problem, you know, so, so that's come around because I don't have, so I can't get fiber at home. So I've got like a mobile broadband router thing. Um, and essentially they're mega expensive and, and, and I didn't have an unlimited plan. We've got one now, but you know, we got through sort of like a hundred gig in a month and Aaron's wow. like, my wife's like, how have you done that? Do you have lots of zoom calls or whatever? So I'm like, well, no, it's obviously YouTube, darling. That's, that's where it all goes. Um, but yeah, no, it really does. It really does hit it. But um, you know, and then I just go back to my happy place of, of videos. You know, it's my safe place when I can be. I can you know script it. Um, I can watch it back. I can make sure the message is right. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I, that's why I'm kind of doing videos right now and kind of limiting the streams. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
because of that. So, in fact, we just had a question that kind of goes on from that from Espen, uh, as a YouTuber who suffers a lot of bad in connection at times. Um, what does that do to your motivation of streaming uh, was... and put content? <laughs> I think your connection might be bad, Hugh. I think we just read that one. All right. Well, that was the one you just. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a Murray Walker. I'm doing a Murray Walker. <laughs> you know, it was like that. Uh, but yeah, oh no, that's that's the thing. Now we have got a question here. Let me just quickly check. Um, that, uh, there we are. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying they only used about three gigabytes per month, and Keith only says he looks he uses about six hundred gigabytes per month. My goodness, that's the thing. Now Nelinsky has asked, which parts of the various sim games would you put together to make the ultimate game, um, e.g., the sound from a set of Corsa? Mm, uh... I'd probably, well, it depends what level you want to go to this. We could go on this, with this one all night, probably. Um, I think the interface, GT Sport, uh, as in just the, you know, the menus and all that sort of stuff, just for me personally. Um, handling, um, probably iRacing. Not that I know that that's any good or not, because I've never driven a race car. Um, sounds, I agree, ACC. Um Variety of events, uh, eye racing, I would say, would be the few bits for me. Yeah, how about you, Keith? I think similar, it's like Frankenstein of a game. <laughs> yeah, be quite a lot of the of the skeleton from eye racing, including like the braking and the handling and um, mm -hmm. the events and everything. Graphics from GT Sport, yeah, that's a good one, and, like lobby system and matching and you know, FIA and all of that. Yeah, uh, probably take some stuff from F1 2020, which I've been really impressed by. It has a lot more depth than I thought. Definitely take the menu music, which is superb. <laughs> need to on the stream if it's not copyright. I haven't played it. I, don't, I haven't heard it. It's it's um the the game is much more in depth than I I thought. There's like so much so many systems and whatnot, and it's actually a bit overwhelming even from someone who does eye racing and things like that. So I was surprised. And yeah, from what I've heard, the sound in ACC is superb. So definitely have that. Mm -hmm. It's lacking. I wouldn't take anything from Forza Seven from what I've played. I just I don't really understand it. Um, no. I really enjoyed Forza Four. Forza Four was the game I played, racing game I played the most before GT Sport, probably. Um, yeah. Forza Seven. I really don't understand what's going on in that game. I just understand the chase cam. This really, this is actually this is a good point. I've been wanting to say this for years. Why, when you've got chase cam, does the car move like that? In the, you know, when it's so if you're looking at, yeah, you know, you're uh, looking over the car, why does it do that and that? I, do, I that really gets me and has got me for years. <laughs> I, I really don't like that. It probably looks cooler in the uh, in the trailers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. No, that's the thing. This is a good one. Um, Keith Bonia said they should take penalties from GT Sport and server issues from ACC. And that would bring me the next Project Cars game, I think. But, uh, you know, it would be... <laughs> I don't know, how could it get worse? But, um, but no, that's that's the thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, have you ever tried, because you do a bit of iRacing, um, the, the Skippy, the Skippy cars? Because they look like a lot of fun. Have you never tried them? I tried it once. So they, I prefer the F3 car to the Skippy. The Skippy doesn't have a lot of grip. It kind of slides around a lot, which is... I don't know if you feel the same way, but iRacing is really good with the time order compared to GT Sport and how mm -hmm. a live car feels. But the skipping yeah. is like, yeah, I know a lot of people I, rave about it. I think I've never it. driven them, probably for the same reason. I'm, I'm not a great fan of daily race. Eh? They're a bit slow. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm just a massive fan of GT cars. 
I think that's yeah. that's yeah. what I love, um, and that's what I'll that's what I used to sim race. So um, I'll have to give them a go. I've heard good things, um, mm-hmm. but I will give them a go. Well, that's the thing. And now, Chiralty has said Gran Turismo Seven should have changeable radio stations, uh, just like racing in GTA Five. You know, because uh, you can that's it. You can change the radio and tell such a funny funny stories and great music. Uh, perhaps they'll they'll take that on in Gran Turismo Seven. Maybe. Perhaps you know. <laughs> Maybe they have a switch for that on the uh, you know the Hurricane GT3. They'll just have the radio dial in the middle. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Well, they- Maybe they'll do that for Formula One with the V6s. Yeah, which I've never understood, which is like simulating traffic or something at Tokyo Expressway. Yeah. Some drop in, I don't know how it works, but someone's a police car and people are traffic, and then one guy's a supercar and zooming around. Yeah, um, people do it, they should probably incorporate it in the next game as an actual thing. Is that in demand? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that in lobbies. Yeah, I've seen that. I know what you're talking about now. Very, very odd. I don't, I, I, you know, there's other games that do that much better, like like Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> yeah, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why you take to, to, and and the lobbies that I see normally only have one person in it, so that <laughs> you probably tell them that you know maybe this is going on elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now is your chance for you two to ask each other a question. Is there something you would like to ask each other? Um, that they haven't already done so so far. Uh, I thought that was fun. Cool, that's cool. You put <laughs> it on the spot there. <laughs> uh, no, not really. Other than um, how, I guess, because I can't remember. You know when. You know, I remember. I do remember bits of the struggle. I think you know trying to grow a YouTube channel when I when it was you know when I was at, when it was much much smaller. But I guess I I want to know, you know, what are your struggles that you feel that you've got at the moment? Just so that I can kind of refresh and then maybe, you know, myself or anyone else in the chat can kind of relate to it, to be honest with you. Because I like talking about this sort of stuff with with yeah. others because I don't talk, obviously, I don't talk to my mates about this sort of thing. Uh, so yeah. it's really, really good to talk to other creators about stuff. So I know it's supposed to be engaging with the audience and stuff, but I'd love to t- ask them what your biggest struggles are, what your biggest struggles are, or you feel your biggest struggles are. Uh, right now with YouTube, I always enjoyed making videos, um, and I enjoy making GT Sport videos. And again, trying to incorporate stuff and have effects and things like that. And time is a big thing. It's it's a lot. It's actually we talk about time for, but it's a lot quicker to stream than to make a video for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with a stream, if there's a particularly good race, I can clip it. The biggest struggle for me right now is my internet, which is why I asked that question to you because I'm meant to have two hundred meg. And at 7 p.m., as we found out again today, I don't get any uploads. <laughs> so oh. I, I was, I was hotspotting the other day. So, yes, last night I just sacked in on a – I bought some new internet. Um, but that, that – it kills me because I've, everything's set up and, you know, I can't see the stream. I can't hear it. I can't see what it looks like on your screen. I just have a webcam here and I'm playing the game. And I just hope that the bitrate is going up smoothly and it's, it's smooth for everyone. And then – I look at the bitrate on the software and it's like 500 kilobits. So that that kills me at the moment. But I think mm. more generally, it's just I, I'm in a bit of a honeymoon phase where I'm not putting too much pressure on myself. I'm in these circumstances where I can. I do have more time than I thought to be able to do this stuff because, you know, of, of COVID and lockdown and everything. And I'm not stressing over numbers and whatnot. And if people enjoy the content, then hopefully they'll come back. But I think more than that, and it goes to the, the bitrate point, I want people to... 
kind of think, oh yeah, that guy's okay at sim racing and yeah, his content's okay. Even if they're not watching it or liking it or subscribing to it, I'd like to be kind of part of the community as someone who, yeah, I'm, I've heard of that guy and like, yeah, he does he does sim racing and he plays this and that. I don't know if that resonates with you actually, but more than getting numbers and whatnot, because I'm not sure how much value I offer. I'm not sure I offer any value over Super GT, apart from being a fake. Hello, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of who you're going to watch, yeah? yeah. But I would like to kind of, you know, you know, earn my way in the community. Basically, um, that's what I would like to do. And then if people people continue to like it, then I'm sure later online people will subscribe, people will like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's kind of what what I would like to do. So I don't want people to jump into my stream and it's a blocky mess and the audio is not working, or mm. I'm in a good mood or something like that. So I always want to do my best when I'm on stream making a video. And yeah, that's what hopefully answered the question about what, what I worry about the most and what my struggles mm. are. Yeah, just get uh, so I've got get the 4G EE mobile <laughs> router thing. That is that sorted me right out. I think I had I had like yeah, I had two meg and zero upload just generally. I used to I used to tether off my Wi-Fi and I remember the chat used to say <laughs> when my when my when my stream used to go choppy, they used to go turn off your apps because what I'd forget to turn my apps off on my iPhone and I would, <laughs> and I would uh, basically hotspot it to my PlayStation course, at the time because yeah. I had a PlayStation cam and they would even know that I had all my apps left open. And <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's where I was at at one stage. So um, I've been there. I feel your pain. <laughs> do you know, I, um, I suppose if you get fiber optic, do you not get it hardwired into your computers and things so that you, to stop any problems like that yeah the frustrating thing is i drive past like a fiber box i live in like a cul-de-sac i drive past the fiber box with the big sticker on the side that says fibers here but we're a new bit on the end like the bit that was built like five years ago and they did not you know oh, i can yeah, see yeah. My, the, the the fiber stops 20 meters that way uh, so uh yeah, not so ideal yeah yeah because that makes a big difference doesn't it now yeah. i've been asked the question by james from adventure racing uh, let me just quickly catch up with it. Here we are. Um, have we asked the, what the, your 2021 goals are? Um, and also in terms of your channels as well, what uh, would be your goal? First, I'll start off with you, Rory, for 2021. Um, my goal for 2021 is to still have a channel at the end of 2021, I think. Um, because a couple of years, I've done this for a few years now. And to be honest, I'm getting a bit long in the tooth with chasing numbers, chasing, as I said it a few times on this on this. Uh, show you know chasing the next subscriber chasing the next view chasing the next like it gets tiring and um what i and and what i want to do is just make sure that i still enjoy it um you know my life outside of sim racing you know has completely changed in the last year and it's going to change even more in this upcoming year so if i can just stay consistent uh stay enjoying my passion and stay entertaining some some people um yeah then that that's my goal i think because you know if i if i don't if i lose control of that and i give myself goals and i give myself you know i want to get x number of subscribers x number of views earn x amount of money if i don't meet those goals you know i might you know i might th- might it might not be a value to me anymore and i don't want that so i think definitely get to the end of 2021 one video a week keep smiling i think is are my goals yeah yeah, no, definitely. And to you, Kirith, what's your goals for the channel and how would you like to see it work? Yeah, maybe maybe similar kind of t- this time next year. I'd love to be love to have a video up and be be excited 
working on the next one and it's playing a healthy part of my life. And if mm -hmm. I'm doing that, then everything is in a good place. But I, yeah. I literally don't look any further than that. Mm. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's, that's pretty good, actually, isn't it? I think because you're, you're both enjoying it and managing to find a good balance, which is really nice. It's a, good, it's a great example, actually, for people to follow that. Um, because you're able to, to build in your communities and, and people do like you you're generally both liked well you know because you're fast you're good at the game and you offer each of you offer a unique perspective on sim racing um, and you've got good friends out there in, in the community that's why we mm. all come in and, and follow your live streams and your videos and put the likes and make the comments and things like that and and uh, so no it's it's uh, it's it's great to see how you both managed to to do it all that um, I was just I had a question that was in my head and uh, oh yes they were that's i've remembered it again but uh, <laughs> and i'm not tired i can promise you that um <laughs> the uh, obviously with with hopefully covid potentially releasing in the next week while and more events coming along um would you fancy kind of meeting up or do you think there'll be more of the sim racing community meeting up perhaps maybe at the goodwood festival of speed or something like that and uh, and then having maybe a big sim race um in front of lots of your community um and you could all have a big event you know and and uh, i think it would be an amazing thing I, I hope so. Um, YouTube is an odd place, uh, and there's some, you know, it's there's some strange mentalities out there that seem to think you can viewers only watch one, you know, only one uh, content creator. So they're very, very um, sort of the walls are up. They don't want to do anything that could potentially, you know, expose your channel, which would mean everybody of their subscribers will go and follow your channel. You know, it's it's very it's so. I would really like that if this could happen. I mean, I see it in other communities, like the big F1 creators all do all do stuff yeah. together, but it mm -hmm. doesn't feel like the GT Sport creators do anything together. Correct. I don't know, yeah. Chris, if you feel the same on this, but I don't see any of the, you know, known content creators doing anything together. Um, and I think yeah. that's really not sad, but you know, it's it's disappointing um, yeah. because yeah. you know we we all share the same passion. Um, I'd love to bring everyone together and do that sort of thing um, yeah. and do more collaborations, really. Um, so, yeah. yes, in a nutshell, I'd love to do it. Yeah. Well, that seems like that's a good opportunity, isn't it, for maybe for 2021 to try and see if we can put some of, the, some of you guys together at an event um, and see what we can do. And, uh, you know, we could, we could have some racing. I think Rory's um, and James and um, Ollie's, you know, Mustang FIA is a, is a great example of, you yeah. Know, recognizing that we're all doing the same thing and, and collaborating that way does, mm. does, everyone who watches we all watch each other we all, you know even Roy, yeah. james and ollie we'll, we'll watch us as well as creators mm. and we enjoy the racing and yeah so I, I agree i think it would also be nice to meet up and not in a way that is solely about content creation go for a beer or something would be quite nice <laughs> People are in the same boat, but we're kind of dotted around you know the world actually um mm. But doing similar things it would be nice to you know there are some things that you can't really talk to your mates about they don't understand it but you can talk to mm -hmm. you know, they're making the same sacrifices and trying to do the same things and yeah that'd be that would be cool but i, I mm. want to shout out what rory and and james nolly are doing with the mustang stuff because i, I haven't seen a lot mm. of that and mm -hmm. i think it's very cool and it's you know racing is competitive but it's not it doesn't have an edge to it it's just it's, it's friendly fun mm. i thought that's very cool yeah, one thing that is is quite good actually. So on uh, in January, so um, there's the first 24 hour iRacing event. 
So uh, myself, uh, Charlie Roscoe. I don't know if you guys know Charlie. He does. He's an Australian guy. who does GT Sport stuff, uh, adventure racing, and basic ollie. We're all teaming up to do the 24 hours of Daytona on iRacing. Right. Uh-huh. So that for that is that's that's really big for me because that is the first thing that I've done with other content creators, other independent content creators, um, and I'm so excited by it just to bring it, and I'm so excited to bring so many of the people who enjoy gt sport to expose them to iRacing racing because i think it's such a great you know game or sim or, or whatever you call it um or whatever people want to call it and um again it's just another you know sort of breaking down the barriers of of collaboration that doesn't seem to be there in gran turismo yeah so. yeah well you've been invited to a night out in boston 2021 lads and lasses from adventure racing has said <laughs> You can do it in Boston. If you're ever allowed to travel out there ever again, um, I'm sure that would be a thing. But I certainly think, because, you know, when you go to events like Goodwood, I mean, there's more and more sim racing events there. And I, I could see that really taking off and putting on a big sim race event there. Uh, or Silverstone. Um, perhaps maybe this is what, what my show could help with um, in terms of getting everybody together and trying to do an event. And we could have you all standing on the grid um, at Silverstone or something like that. And then you could go into one of the buildings and, and do a big sim race and invite mm. all the communities along who are able to make it and stream it out live and see what could happen. I think that I think it would be great just to put everybody together because there are a lot of people out there across the globe, across Europe, um, who have done incredibly well. And it's you know, I think you guys have really helped to take the lead in sim racing. Um, and a lot of the Brits have done extremely well. Uh, um, you know, and obviously folk from Europe and America uh, too. But it's it's you're at the forefront because you've really been the first lot to to be out there and to and to to put your channels and make them work and 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 compete properly in Gran Turismo. So you, you deserve a lot of credit for that because you're setting the example and you've each got as you say unique um kind of uh, credentials and people watch you for different reasons and and I think we do we do I agree we watch everybody's videos to some extent um because you know we watch on different days and different times. And it's great fun being able to see you uh, kind of race and your reactions and how you keep going. And, and you do encourage a lot of us and you help a lot of us, even though we're maybe lurking there in the chat and lurking there in, in the gaming. You know, we, we're, you know, we are trying to, to learn as, as we go. And I'm, I think I probably speak for quite a few people that, um, to say that we're very big fans and it's absolutely fantastic um, uh, to, to see you do well. And, and I really hope that 2021 is a great year for you both and to the whole a sim racing community um, because it's 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 exciting it's great fun and it motivates us and it helps us enjoy the games even more um, as we continue to play them that uh, oh in fact now james is saying there are a couple of cool americans coming through in the gts space as well it's good to see that he's mentioned px cam 20 racing um and tyrannosaurus rex on twitch and they are two are very good have you have you been following them at all uh yes cam stuff I haven't seen the other guy. Yeah. I've seen I've seen PX Cam a couple of his uh couple of his videos. Um but I think uh the other guys on Twitch uh James is saying and, and it's strange, you know, that there's no there's no real community on Twitch with Grand Trisma Sport that I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh anyway, it's very strange that everything's YouTube centric, but then if you look at iRacing, it's all Twitch, apart from Jimmy, obviously. The rest of it is all um twitch um it's, it's strange how different communities congregate in different uh streaming spaces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh that's fantastic well it's been amazing we've been going for over an hour and a half i've dragged every inch of time i can get out <laughs> of you but uh, 
I hope you've all enjoyed it. Um, but oh, there's one uh, there's one thing that just coming at the last wee second here for, once again from Baz. Uh, it's not a question, but a thank you to certain YouTubers who take up their time so we can learn from each and every one of them. And he would like to thank them. Uh, and I think that is the message that's really coming from the vast majority of the of your communities. They are very impressed and they do thank you for making such great content and keeping us all motivated, whether it be in breaks during our work, even when our bosses don't even know we're watching. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, and they say, what's that in the background? But, um, but, uh, but no, you do a fantastic job uh, in doing all of that. And of course, so from, from everyone here at the, at the Car Sim and Race Driver show, which is basically me and my co-hosts are in the chat, um, it's been amazing to have you on the show. Thank you very, very much for coming on board and, and uh, for being such great stars on the show. You're welcome back anytime. And for all of you who are watching, we have got a great start to next year because on the 7th of January, we have Chaz Draycott, who is a sim racing commentator and motorsport enthusiast and has done lots of very, very big races in sim racing and more. So he'll be on the 7th at 9 o'clock, uh, which will be one to get to make sure you don't miss. And we've got another female sim racer on the 14th of January. We've got Quick Gabby, who is from the Czech Republic. Um, but she does sim racing on iRacing. She's very good on iRacing. And she's also a real racing driver, too. She's won karting championships. And also she races, I think it's in uh, Group 3. So that's going to be a fantastic guest um, to have on, on the 14th of January. Um, but to everybody watching, uh, it's been, thank you very, very much for joining us. From I know you've been watching from all over the globe. If you can, hit that subscribe button and give us a like. That would be amazing. But all the thanks and all the, the, the glory that we're giving tonight to our two brilliant guests, to Rory, there at the top of the screen, and to Kirith, there on the bottom right. We didn't have to ring the bells. You've both done a fantastic <laughs> job. Thank you uh, very thank much. You. <laughs> thank you for having us, Hugh. And uh, thank you to everyone. You know, uh, I know a couple of people said thanks for us creating the content. Thank you guys for clicking on it and watching it and liking it and subscribing. You are the reason that that we keep doing it. So thank you, guys. And uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, as well. It's been a pretty crap year for us all. So uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Enjoy it with your families. And let's hope for a better 2021. Fantastic. And a big Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And thanks to everyone. We'll end the show on that note. But remember our motto, drive fast and try not to crash. And you'll win the race at the first corner. Bye just now. See ya. <laughs>